one more and we all go. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And we don't have a guest today. It's just us. Just the old dogs. So we got to thinking, uh, we never really explained to our listeners, all of you, the, the plethora. I mean, I can't remember what the last count was. 13, 14 million, Frank? Thir- right around there. Yeah, There's seven, 13, seven. Or eight billion people in the world, and I think maybe... We've got half of that. Yeah, so we're 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 cutting a pretty wide swath here in the first season, but uh, we, du- we just we're thought- dubbed over in four languages. No kidding. Yeah, I'll yeah. be darned. I'll be darned. Does that count a uh, southern twang? Yeah, there's a lot of this. So, uh, but yeah, we thought we'd share with you guys. We hadn't really got together and explained to you what one more we all go is. What's what's it about? Yeah, who we are. Um, you haven't got to know the host yet. You've met. A little bit of us, and you've got to know a lot of our community here and our friends and family, but uh, you haven't got to meet the real Frank and Brad. So I do. I I think I need to start it out, Brad, because one more and we all go is actually your brainchild as uh, blue collar conversations. Well, yes, it it was an idea. I know we we talked a bit a little bit about trying to do something. You had done a podcast in the past with your wife and. Uh, you realize you need a better partner to do a podcast with. <laughs> As I was drinking, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but, but no, I was I was out farming one day, and I, I was thinking to myself, I said, "Why? There's a lot of shitty podcasts out there." And I was like, well, "Fuck, let's me, do one." I mean, Frank can make a shitty podcast, and so uh, here we are. And we got to thinking. I just wanted to talk to a to a regular blue town or blue collar regular people and uh, get to know about their jobs, whether it be a plumber, electrician, bridge builder, all the jobs you've heard us talk about. And uh, partially because I I really strive to get our small town world uh, enlightened big cities, what our small town living is about. And that goes with production, agriculture, construction, anything, because, you know, people might look down at us just because we're dirty and we go to work. When they go to an office cubicle, going to a job they hate every day, Possibly making less money, possibly making more money than we do. Uh, but they look down, it's just because we get dirty work. But I tell you what, the, the blue-collar people I know are some of the happiest people I know also. Yeah, and you I, should maybe drive through flyover country. Right, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot of good people down here that uh, I, I'm having a good time getting uh, the real world to know real blue-collar people out here. And we have one more and we all go while we're doing it. Yeah, so we actually had to change the name. It started out as Blue Collar Conversations. It had a whole different fancy logo and and the whole nine yards. And then we found out that there's already a Blue Collar Conversation podcast like out there. Of them. <laughs> have you have you listened to that one, by the way? No. I, I did. I listened to a, a couple episodes and I'm like, this isn't really Blue Collar Conversations. No. They, so they misrepresented themselves and stole a name from us. Were they drinking beer? I don't even think so. Okay. All right. I didn't did, listen too intently. Did they have anybody that finds dildos in a ditch? 100% no. Oh, yeah. They have no content. Can, can we get them canceled? How do we get a petition <laughs> to get them canceled? I, you know, maybe we got to do some research and see if they've said anything that we don't right. agree with, and then we can cancel them. But uh, no, but that that was my theory. Uh, you know, if we could just get the word out a little bit about some of the things that you and I and our friends do from day to day without uh, stepping on too many toes or, you know, get a few laughs and have a few beers along the way, I, I thought it'd be a good time. And so far, it's been great. 
I've really enjoyed it. We've met. I've learned a lot about our friends that we already known for 20 years. Yeah. And uh, I'm having a good time doing it. I, I'm hoping, looking forward to a long time of doing more people as we go. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people in this town that were in the service that I didn't know. Yes. I didn't know that, uh, that the bridge builder was was in the army. Uh, I did know that one, but I know a lot of them have served, and I wasn't sure on what to extent, and so I'm learning a lot about that. I and mean, childhood has been interesting about where people lived growing up, and yeah. a lot of people that have lived in different states around here. I didn't have any idea about that. So, yeah, even for me, knowing most of these people for 20-plus years, I'm still learning a lot about them. So, and it's very interesting because I thought I knew all the folks that were, well, most of the folks that that rolled into my basement here. Right, right. Yeah, we've we've had a, a nice variety so far. Uh, I would like to do, you know, maybe a few more professionals, maybe a lawyer, a doctor, something like that. Yeah. I know we've got that. On, one... on your short list, you did have a gynecologist. Yeah, and, and that's my sister-in-law's sister. I think we might be able to get her on. I don't want to drop a yeah. name until we get it pinned down or not, but... Yeah, I would like to maybe open up to a little bit more white-collar jobs and uh, get some of their views on life and living in pursuit of happiness. Happiness. I love that you were talking about a gynecologist and said, pin her down and open it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's her job day to day. We'll never get her if she listens to that. Well, I mentioned it to her at a holiday birthday party for my nephew that's also her nephew. And uh, she said, oh, yeah, I think I'd do it. But uh, that's talking and passing also yeah that's that's iowa nice right right that's have you experienced iowa nice oh i have you been out and about and just been your normal self and people are like what's this puss yeah i i sometimes go out of my way for on vacationing somewhere and uh there's a lady that was broke down and she was actually on the road just right by the house so i wasn't on vacation at all but it was uh right outside my the gravel road next to my house and i uh went by and she was broke down the flat tire and so i i said would you need help and she said yeah but i don't have a spare tire <laughs> so what like, is oh. that an r15 let me go <laughs> well so I, I did so i went down to the shop and i got a jack and an impact and i came back and i took her tire off and i was able to find a tire to get on there and put another tire on it for her and then she said well i also locked my keys in my truck while you were gone <laughs> okay well i'm not very good at jimmy and locks so i looked through my phone and looked up the local body man aaron's body shop hell of a guy you can look yeah. him up here in oakland iowa and uh he came down on a sunday afternoon jimmied her car door and got her into her car and <laughs> and so yeah we changed her tire and she said well what do i owe you and i said well don't worry about it but next time you hear somebody talking about uh GMOs are bad and all this stuff and uh, gluten free. Just to tell them these farmers aren't really trying to kill us. That's all I ask. Yeah. And she looked at me all cross-eyed and like that's all I ask. Oh, okay. And then she went about her way. <laughs> so where was? Did you see her license plate? Where's she from? Uh she had Nebraska plates. Oh. So she was thirty miles from home. Her and her mom were coming. Her mom was following her, but obviously they didn't have any tools or anything to do anything. And they were just a couple miles from the shop. So I went down and got stuff I needed, but. Yeah, she was wanting to pay me, and it looked like she, you know, maybe needed the money a little bit, and so I didn't want to. I wasn't going to bill her a hundred bucks or something. I know yeah. it would probably cost her a couple hundred to have a tow truck come out, and so yeah, I did what I could to help her. But yeah, so I, I enjoyed doing stuff like that. I didn't want her to pay. I didn't even tell her what my name was, but um, yeah, I was I was happy to help her. Uh, how about yourself? You ever had any roadside stories like that where you had to help somebody on the side of the road or even on a bike rack or bike trail? No, we've uh, – well, yeah. The, so I've got – if we're going to include bikes uh, on here. I was on Ragbri and uh, some guy – you always you always yell at the guy if they got their bike upside down. Hey, you need any help? And most guys are like, no, keep going. I'm fine. 
this guy's like, oh, yeah, I need a pump. So Just for the like, tire? Yeah, for his tire. So I pulled over, and it was pouring down rain. I mean, absolutely, to, to beat the band raining. So I stop, and I get, and he gets in his bag, and he's like, ah, oh, shit, I don't have an inner tube. I was like, oh, well, I got one. So I give him an inner tube. And then he's like, well, I don't know how to change it. Hmm. It's like, okay. So I changed the tire and put the inner tube back in there for him. And right. then he's like, can you pump it for me? He's like, sure can. What was he doing while you were pumping? He was just standing there. What? Those pumps are pretty simple to operate, right? It's just in and out? It's just Yeah, it's just like you're jerking off. Okay, so he probably had it. Yeah, he, he probably could have figured it out. Yeah, he's like, "Why are you taking such long strokes?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, another time, Shiloh and I were at uh, a stoplight behind a lady with a trailer that had a bunch of uh, roofing tin on. Yep, and she took off, and it wasn't tied down, so all of the tin came off the trailer. So we stopped and we picked it up and put it all back and I had some ratchet straps and strapped it down and I was like you're not going far she's like well I'm going to Kansas City yep I was like uh well yeah let's let's tie this down a little bit uh a little bit better and right so gave her a couple they were cheap ratchet straps but she had no idea how to haul a trailer on the back of her Honda and pilot. didn't even think to tie her down her her commodity she said that the guys at the lumberyard tied it down very poorly. Yeah, they didn't do a good job at all. So we got her strapped down. I I wonder about her sometimes, if she made it to Kansas City or not. So what about uh, random acts of kindness that were thrown in your face? Any of those? Mm. That you tried to like open a door for somebody and they, they don't say thank you or not at you or anything? You want to just slam it back in their face? I, 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 I'll have to think about that, but I feel like you got one in the barrel. I've got a couple. All right, let's uh, go. The same, the same road... There was a, because I carry a lot of tools, me farming, and so a lady had a flat tire, and so I said, well, I've got a jack, I've got a... a Quit throwing nails in your gravel. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so I changed her tire, and uh, I let her jack down and put her tire on, and I said, all right, you should be good to go. And before I even had the jack pulled out from under the car, she drove off. Oh. (laughs) And she she didn't open her door, didn't stick her head out, no wave or nothing. She just drove off. (laughs) And I wish I could have caught her because I'd have ripped that effing tire right back off of there. But, uh, you know, I didn't didn't want anything for it. But uh, a simple thank you would have been just fine. Yeah. But she didn't even look out the window. I let the car down. I said, oh, that should be good. And away she goes. Well, okay. Well, I guess I guess I, I owed her something. What's her license plate? I don't It was seven. I knew it. Seven. Mills County. It was a Missouri plate. You know what they are. Oh, yeah. Sons of bitches. Damn Southerners. Yeah, and there was a, another one that was a real similar instance. Like, God, I was just thinking of it before while you were talking. But I, I saw something shiny and lost the moment. Yeah, I get those every now and then. I, one time, uh, someone had dropped like a dollar in front of me, and I bent down to pick it up, and they're like, that's mine. <laughs> I, I understand uh, that it's yours. I was picking it up for you. But you can't catch me. Yeah, yeah. It's mine now. Possessions nine tenths of the law. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, the, the findings and stolen stuff's always hard, or not stolen stuff, or stealing stuff's always hard, I should say, because you find some on the ground. Once you do it enough, it's it's easy. Well, but if there's nobody around, I'm going to say it's you know it's not a million dollars, it's not a thousand dollars, it's you know maybe fifty bucks. Okay, well there's nobody here to turn it into. There's nobody here looking for it. What what do you do with it? Like a fifty dollar bill. Well, yeah. I mean, say you find fifty dollars in cash on the ground or wherever it may be, and there's nobody around to turn it into. You're not at a school. You can take it to the office or a mall or something like that. Hundred percent, give it away. Just give it to the next person that's standing there. 
Well, you're nicer than I am. I did I, at the rodeo. I was opening a gate or something, yep. and uh, our buddy John was standing on the other side, and I looked down, there's 10 bucks. So I picked it up, and I knew I wasn't going to be there, and his job's kind of back there behind yep. there. I said, anybody comes, you know, complaining that they lost $10, here it is, and I gave it to him. So I don't know if well, if he kept that or what. This this year? Yeah. So this year, I lost uh, $700 in cash down there. <laughs> I heard that. I, it was, I heard grumblings of it. I oh, didn't hear. <laughs> I was panicked. Um, so the story is, uh, the treasurer, our good friend Kayla, gives me cash to pay the awards during the rodeo. Yeah. Because for every event, we got to pay out the awards. And so I had this envelope of cash, Mark Challenge Money. And so I it's a couple hours before the show, and I, I saw a nice little trinket I wanted to get. I, I took it back to my trailer, and so I... Uh, I went to the booth and I ordered, bought something and went back to the booth. And then when the rodeo was getting ready to start, I was like, oh, F, I don't have the goddamn challenge money. Because it's an envelope. It was 100 degrees. I think sweaty and sticking together. And so I'm, I'm digging through all my pockets, looking all over. And I start retracing my steps. I'm back at the trailer. And in the meantime, my daughter got bucked off the mechanical bowl oh, yeah. and pinched her foot. And she was laid up bad. My wife's in there trying to soothe her at the back of the camper. And it's like, oh, shoot, what's going on? I'm like, I'm like, well, I, I lost this. I said, I'm Brooklyn, really sorry you're upset. It doesn't look life-threatening. I'm kind of worried about this right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I felt bad, but I, it wasn't critical. There was no bone showing or blood or anything like that. Yeah. And Is so it, Was it an $800 injury? Uh, no, it was yeah. it was a $20 injury. Yeah, so. Pretty minor. Yours, pretty minor. Yours was, yours was more. So uh, I went around tracing my steps all over, and I'm running ragged, just looking for everywhere. And I said, have you seen this? Have you seen this? I'm asking everybody. I'm like, well, here's the deal. I lost it. And like, oh, Oh, shit. And so I told the gal that gave me the money. I said, I lost it. She said, oh, shit. And so she's helped me look through the pickup, look through the camper, look through all this stuff. And then I finally, the last thing, I'm like, well, shit, maybe that booth I went to. And I walked up to the booth. This is an hour and a half after it because I, in the meantime, paid out some of my own cash. I told John, I said, hey, you got to pay people at your end. Pay them out of your pocket if you can. He's like, yeah, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys keep that kind of cash on you at all times? Well, I I didn't have seven hundred, but I had a couple hundred in cash, and so I had to pay some people out of my pocket. And John yeah. paid one out of his pocket. Yeah, he probably carries a couple I, thousand I'm all time. So sure look him does. up; he'll he'll have yeah. him. He can't run that. He fast. at least got ten fucking dollars on him right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we had to pay a little bit of cash out, and then in the middle of the rodeo, I was like, "Well, shit, I didn't check there yet." And so I went back to that booth, and the lady, the little young girl working there, you looking for your cash? Well, yeah. <laughs> and she said, well, here it is. And hands me an envelope full of it. And I'm like, Did you oh, count my it? God. Did you count it? No, it was still sealed. Oh, perfect. It was still sealed in the envelope, which was just because my butt sweat in my pocket had <laughs> glued the envelope together. And uh, I'm like, well, thank you so much. I said, man, I appreciate it. And so I gave her 20 bucks cash. I'm like, yeah, I appreciate this. This is really important to me. Yeah. I said, I don't mind losing my money, but I really hate to lose other people's money. It's a whole different deal. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a phone number to call you. And so... It was some little craft shop or something. So she, she gave me the money back, and I ran around and paid John back his money, and it all settled up. But yeah, she she kept she didn't look in there, or didn't count it. I don't know, but uh, yeah, she could have got away with it, no problem. Yeah. So yeah, it was some she sells giant incense candles, like five foot. Oh tall. my gosh, I wondered about those. Did you buy one? I did, but I gave it away to Anthony Lucia, the announcer from the Entertainer. Oh, so yep, if you're yep. listening, you know he's listening. Yeah, he's yeah. a hardcore listener. Because I, I defended his wife the night before being a little bit graphic. <laughs> I, I not not before the episode. Uh, probably probably during because she was listening. Yeah, and, and she asked Anthony. She's like, "He's always like that." 
And Anthony, like, no, you're just having a few beers and having fun. I, I, I think maybe you just caught an off moment. Whatever I said was it was offensive. But when he said that, I'm like, oh, I feel like shit, man. I don't want to think I'm this biking. Yeah. And so I, I got her a, like a five dollar giant incense candle. I'm like, Here, here's to to soothe the soothe the pain. It wasn't even incense. Is is it called incense candle? Is that what a, it is? Yeah, it was a giant incense, like a uh, the it's yard like lanterns, they, but it's it was the incense. What they use uh, to cover torch. up their like weed smell in college, you'd light incense. one. Yeah, and yeah, but it was like a giant one. You just stuck like in the a ground. Tiki torch. Did it keep flies? Is it supposed to keep flies and shit away? They had different ones. Some to set the to to relax you. Some to wake you up. Some to keep the bugs away. If they're smoking, I'm assuming they're going to keep the bugs away. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. You're going to wake up in the morning and light a giant fucking <laughs> incense candle. In the bedroom. I really need to wake up. <laughs> Smoke alarms going off. Can't see out the bedroom. <laughs> oh, these candles are great. Uh, I've never been so relaxed. I've never been so relaxed. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. So, yeah, I wish I could remember the other random act of kindness that was thrown in my face. But, uh, yeah, well, I can make one up quick or something, but. Yeah, uh, no, there was, there's Southern Hospitality, and then there's there's oh, Iowa Nice. So I, uh, I just spent a week down in Alabama, and I didn't have a car. Roll so, Tide. So every, yeah, everybody down where I was was an Auburn fan. So War Eagle, War Eagle, War Eagle. And uh, so I took Ubers uh, everywhere, and there was there's literally no sidewalks in Birmingham, Alabama. I was actually there in March. And did you walk anywhere? Actually, there's a large amount of sidewalks where I was, but nope. I'm sorry. I'm oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was in the the ritzier <laughs> <No>. <laughs> part of Birmingham. I think it was actually Hoover is where I flew into Birmingham. You were. Yeah, they were. It was bad, but I, so I couldn't walk anywhere. There was a, a restaurant that I was told was really good, and it was 0.4 miles away from my hotel. Well, there's a busy highway that you had to walk down to get yep. to it. So I ended up having to call an Uber to drive 15 minutes out of their way to come pick me up to take me half a mile. Yep. And then back up and take yep. me back. So it was it was the absolute worst. But everybody down there, I'd say, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. They're like, yep. It's like, I thought you guys were supposed to be hospitable down here in the south. Maybe it wasn't deep enough. We stayed right in the heart of downtown where I think a lot of the uh – Civil rights movements marches were, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's a lot of history down there where we were, and it was really neat to see that in downtown there. But it was all under construction, a lot of stuff going on, so we didn't get to do a lot of sightseeing anywhere over there. But yeah, it was neat, neat part of town. But I remembered what the other one was. Okay, so my brother-in-law, I lost him in the divorce. Rory, good guy. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were uh, down in Oklahoma one night, and there was a snowstorm, and a lady was stuck in an intersection. And she had, well, she'd slid off the intersection down the ditch, and we pulled her out and got her up on the road, and we unhooked her strap, and before we could even get the strap rolled up, because we pulled her out of the ditch and unhooked her, and as soon as we got her unhooked, she just drove off. Yeah. <laughs> and she, I mean, she had to swerve around us to get out of the road, and like Coella DeVille, <laughs> the puppies are flying everywhere, and she's got her elbows up real high. And, but uh, for whatever reason, she was upset with us. It took too long to get her out of the ditch, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was not happy with the way she was pulled out. That uh, that makes sense. And to be fair, both of your stories about the ladies driving off, they are ladies in the middle of nowhere with dudes. Yeah. So that might have been a safety thing on her part. Well, and every time I help somebody, I take my pants off, make sure I don't get them dirty. Well, yeah. 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 So they accept the help, but then they run real fast after that. Right. Yeah. You don't strike me as a raper, but your uh, pants are off. Yeah. Yeah, the the positive. I, I appreciate the help, but don't need the rape. I think that's I think that's their mindset. 
Tit for tat, lady. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I think that's how Jess feels around the house, too. Like, appreciate the help, but don't need raped. <laughs> so, so, is what it is. Uh, I'd laugh because I've heard her say that to you. Mm-hmm. Right to your face. Right, right. So that's, uh, this is the kind of convos we need to have with... Uh, with our with our guests, I was going to bring it up that uh, maybe we should start with uh, with your childhood. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. Well, once upon a time, <laughs> a glorious land, two miles from here. Uh, no, but I, I grew up in the same area I live in now. Um, I actually live on the same house I grew up in. There was a quarter mile down the road where I I was lived when I was real small. And then we bought a house from my parents a quarter mile south of there. And then my wife and I remodeled it in 2010. Uh, been farming there since, oh, four or five. I started farming. And then uh, really, I started farming full-time, I should say. And uh, really enjoy it. Love my life. Um, I, I, look, I like the thought of every time I look around, I can see something I can do better. Whether it be with the family or with the farm or even in the yard. You know, there's always, you know, something you can trim better in the grass. Yeah. You can... Your neighbor's you can, field. I can do can, that better. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you can you can get the rows straighter here. You can trim that tree so it looks better. Widen out that driveway. But I kind of I like the thought of that. I I love the way the farms look when you get them all looking nice and polished up, and the sun hits them just right. But uh, as as far as uh, that's one of my goals is every time you look at something, you can always do it better. Nothing's ever perfect on the farm. Yeah, I should say. I mean, yes, there's absolutely perfect things in the life and family, but on the farm, there's always something you can do better. And so it always leaves me something to attain for. Yeah. See, and I like the fact uh, that uh, that you're in the the house that uh, that you grew up in. The, well, you're in the you have the basement that you grew up in. The house, the, the basement and ground floor. Yeah. Is and then we, is we ripped nuts. the roof off, which was a terrible idea to rip the roof off an existing. house. No, that was but, a fun day. Yeah, you were there, weren't you? That's yeah. right. That's right. And then. Then the six hours later, the storm came through, and and now there's <laughs> totally. water running through the ceiling fans. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that could have worked out better, but luckily we had builder's insurance. But what, <laughs> That could have worked out better. Yeah. So what about you? What If you weren't here doing radio, what, what do you think you'd be doing, Frank? Um, I think I've said it before, but I think I'd uh, do plumbing or no electrical. Some construction. We did yeah. talk about that a little bit. Uh, something like that. Something in the, the trades. But I absolutely love the broadcasting. You know, I could see both of us going into sales because we're both kind of full of shit and like talking to people yeah. like Jake. And uh, I I think both of us could probably do some sales because we could talk to a lot of people. Yeah. And we don't really know what we're talking about. We can still talk about it. I don't it, think though. a salesman knows no. what they're talking about. I sold uh, – so in between high school and college that summer, I sold cars. Yep. That's what I did to earn beer money. Yep. And I earned a lot. I also did the, the See Who Could Get Fatter Challenge that summer. So <laughs> Who was your challenge? Who was your uh, challenge with? Daniel Parks. Oh, he won. Uh, no, I won. Really? Yeah. So he had to break 300, and I had to break 250. So what was the percent gain? Uh, I think he started at like 240 and got oh, to like geez. 298. And I started at 185, and I got to 165 or 265. Yeah. That was a pretty was, solid rating. I was a fat pile of shit. I would have won. <laughs> I would, if someone would have put me in the county fair that year, they would have won. Is that the big board? Look at that rate of gain on that guy. So, <laughs> so, uh, and I didn't know a thing about selling or selling cars. They give you like a week training 
which is basically you just flip through the owner's manuals of all the vehicles that uh, are on the lot. Well, not like sales techniques. Hey, this is what you say, like a script, like on Wolf of Wall Street? No, they didn't. And then there's no scripts. Uh, basically, it was uh, you take this paper to the sales manager. He'll give you a, a price. You bring it back to the customer. They're going to say no because it's the first price, and everybody knows that that's not the best you can do. You go back, get another one. They'll haggle again. So they call it three pencils. You get three pencils, and that's the best that, that will do. So basically, that's that's all you do. And every car that I sold was $100. That's all I got commission was $100 because really? it was new cars. If I sold used cars, then it was like a percentage. It was like 20% over or over what we paid for it you'd get. Right. So I only sold a couple of those because I was in the new car division. I always tell the salesman, I know you got at least 20% profit wrapped up in this, so let's cut that right out of the bat. Just take 18% off, and then we'll start at 2%. Yeah, and haggle from there. Right. And uh, Jake's got a hard time going with that. He he hasn't gone with his 20% yet. He says he doesn't get that much commission. Probably not. Well, you know he does. I, I you know he does. Bet. He's just really good. Yeah. It's the aftermarket stuff that really screws, yep. screws you. Oh, you right. want this combine undercoated? I do need that 7,000-hour warranty. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there was a couple times in the sales process where people would get mad at you, and then they'd storm off. and Really? Yeah. And Mad because you're doing your job? Yeah. Well, you're, you're trying to trying to take money out of their pocket. There was... Uh, I got a couple. I got a couple good stories from my used or my my new car sailing days. One time, uh, they have a holdover model. It was like a 1999. This is the year 2000. In the year 2000, long time ago. So yeah, Jesus. Uh, so it was a holdover model from 99. It was a it was a white Pontiac Montana station wagon, mm. and it was on the lot forever. Nobody went and looked at it. And it was just just sitting there. Yep. So they said, all right, whoever sells this today can get either roll the dice and you get $100 time your roll, or we'll give you exactly $200. And it's like, okay. Roll the dice. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, the, the worst the, you can do is break even. You're right. That's the absolute worst you could do. So they, uh, I actually sold it that day. This family came in, and they're looking for a minivan. I was like, do I've got one for you? So we went the salmon pink minivan. <laughs> it was white. It was a it was a nice rig. Yeah, but we went and I I sold it to him and I rolled a nine. On a on a dice on the dice. Well, you get two. One, I was gonna say yeah. there's no nine on a dice. That's a die. Okay, so dice Correct. would be multiple. So I rolled that and I, I rolled a nine and then I got I got nine hundred dollars and there was another Saturday where I was I sold a car and it was early in the morning. Hold cool. on, I'm going to back you up. Yep. Did you party hard in 900 bucks at 20 years old? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I got a buddy that uh, I used to drive for uh, Miller Lite. I'm familiar. And he would uh, take some cash and drop off some cases. Sacks of random beer? Just sacks of random beer. Yep. The broken cases. <laughs> <laughs> you learn to like warm, natty ice. Right. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, one morning uh, I sold a car and I was walking back from the, because there's two separate buildings where the sales manager was. It was stupid. But I'm walking back from there and there's this guy looking at these Suzuki's. Now, Suzuki's were different because if you sold a Suzuki, it was $250 is what you got. Oh. Because that was the company spiff from Suzuki. Right. 
So I was like, cool. So this guy, and he'd been walking around the lot when I was starting to sell these people on this car. Nobody would go talk to him because he looked pretty grizzled and he looked like a farmer. Nobody wants to deal with those fucks. Assholes. So I went, I was like, hey, anybody helped you yet? He's like, no. Can you tell me about these? So I was like, yeah, no problem. So I told him about him. He's like, cool. I need 12. Oh. So he owned a ATM business where they went and serviced ATMs and he needed fleet vehicles. Yep. So I sold him 12 Suzukis. So 12 times 250. Outstanding. Plus the, the fast start bonus or whatever the the car dealership gave me for- Did you go straight to casino with that? I wasn't old enough to go to the casino. Oh, damn it. I was 18. Pocket full of cash. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of it on new khakis because I kept- Having to buy bigger and bigger sizes. Still trying to win that other bet. <laughs> Still trying to get that that other bet under my belt. <laughs> around, get get my belt over that. Yeah. Around it. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a great sell, and I always uh, I appreciate that because you never know when you're going selling. You know, especially in the farm world, you know the the dirtiest, scroungiest looking guy with the torn up Carhartts in there. Some bitch might be worth twenty million. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he he shows up on the lot, but I've had that before. Well, people won't give me the time of day when I show up on the lot. I'm like, okay, well, I was gonna buy something, but you're not interested in talking, so yeah. we'll move down the line. Yeah, I had a, an uncle that needed a new car, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna come down to your your car lot and I'm gonna buy a new car. It's like you're not gonna deal with me because I know him and I know exactly how he is. Right. And so he dealt with this other guy, and the. He's like, I'll give you one chance to give me your best price, and if you don't, then I'll walk out. Yep. So, of course, they're trained to do the three-pencil thing. Yep. So they come, and he's like, well, is this the best you can do? And he's like, well, I can go talk to the manager. And my uncle stood up and walked out. Yeah, I told you. And he came back like three hours later in a new car. The guy <laughs> Does comes to show off? He came in. <laughs> <laughs> Doing donuts in the parking lot like Eminem. Yeah, the guy came out to talk to him. He's like, hey, I wondered if you'd be back. He's like, yeah, I want to show you this car I went and bought because the people didn't fuck with me. Right. He's Then he drove off. I was like, that's exactly <laughs> that's why funny. I didn't deal with him. I like the validation. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's little things like that to keep me going. Yeah, it's uh, it's the best. So, so yeah, I, I think I think you'd be good at sales. I, well, I that, know I am. Yeah, I know. Well, you honestly, you kind of do sales now too, don't you? Are you still not doing some of the promotions and sales of your real job? At my real job, I have one client, and it's my wife's company. Oh, so assholes. Easy sale. Assholes. Not if you're listening, AG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who you are. You know who you are. Uh, so, yeah, so I've got I'll, – I'll go out and sell if I if yeah. I need to, but that's not where my heart lies. Right. And I honestly am, am not good at it. I enjoy talking to people, and I enjoy dealing with equipment. But I'm terrible at it. Um, you gotta have a killer instinct. You gotta not well, care about other people. So, like Jake. So, say I've got a, a used trailer for sale, yeah. and uh, I've got twenty thousand dollars wrapped up in this trailer. And Jimbo down the street calls up and he says, "Hey, I've been looking at that trailer. I'll give you eighteen thousand for it." Fuck! I haven't had a call all day. I'm gonna sell it. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is gonna call. I owe twenty four on it. <laughs> right. And my wife says, "Why do you keep buying stuff and losing money on it?" Like, well, I didn't know if there was gonna be another buyer. I said, it was for sale for ten minutes. She'll say, <laughs> I'm like, "Well, well, I had an offer." Sales to sale. So, yeah, maybe sales is not where my heart lies, yeah. or my my instinct should lie. I enjoy it, but it's not my strong suit. So thank God you're farming. Right. 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 
I do want to bring up this uh, little factoid about Brad, and it's one of my favorite stories, is when you graduated college, you have a degree in heavy machinery operation. Is that yep. correct? All bridge and maintenance and bid lighting for bidding jobs and doing dirt work and things. Yeah. So when you graduated college, you immediately wanted to come back to the farm, but your dad wouldn't let you. So Correct. Go on. Well, so yeah, he had a rule that uh, you have to go off and try something for at least a year or two and uh, just see what else is out there. Because it's real common with farm kids that the parents put a lot of pressure on them to come back to the farm and say, hey, uh, we need the workforce. Get back here. Right. And it just burns kids out and they never get to see what's out there. And so I was really glad he did that. And honestly, in college, it wasn't, it didn't bother me at all. I wanted to go do something else. Um, but it was funny. I just went and farmed somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went and worked at a great company down in Kansas called Frederick Harvesting where they uh, custom harvesters that go from uh, Texas to Canada and harvest all across the nation. And these sons of bitches will do thirteen to fifteen hundred acres a day, hundred twenty thousand acres a year, harvesting. And it's just amazing to see how much they can get done. The well orchestrated machine they run, but a real great group of guys. And uh, yeah, it, it, I could learn a lot about it. Learn a lot about farming with them and how to run a business, how to treat people because they were they're really good people, good family. So did you ever have, did the, they ever come up around this area and you could tune into the Marine Band and, and say, hey, Viper, guess what I'm doing right now, you son of a bitch? <laughs> they uh, they never, they have done a few jobs in Iowa, but they have enough going now. They come out in central Nebraska is about as close as they get. Yeah. And uh, they get up north. I talked to Lance every, he's the head honcho of the deal, uh, maybe every six, eight months. I'll just, I'll call him and he'll, he'll not answer. And then maybe like two days later, like, oh, it's you again. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> hey, what's going on, buddy? Remember me, your best friend? And he's oh yeah, I remember. Double O dipstick. And so, but, uh, well, they all had numbers and, uh, so on the radio, when you call him, you say, Hey, this is a uh, 10 Lance was his name and his brother's 11, 10, 11 and so on and so forth through the crew. And so I, one day I hollered, hey, uh, 007 Brad to 10 Lance. He's like, what do you want, 00 dipshit? <laughs> and, and so it kind of stuck with me the rest of the time that I was 00 dipshit through the crew. And uh, But it was kind of hard because they didn't really cuss that much. They're a pretty religious family. But he, he let one fly for me, just, just for me. <laughs> you bring that out of people. People, <laughs> yeah, yeah. people who don't swear. <laughs> Always cuss at Brad. Always cuss at Brad. But no, it, it was an amazing crew. Uh, his wife has a, a giant mobile suites camper. They put a giant commercial kitchen in this camper, hmm. and she cooks meals for twenty two guys twice a day out of this camper. That's a lot of sausage. Yeah, Lynette, she's got her own cookbook called the Harvest Cookbook or something. Really? But uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It was neat to see. I was really glad I went down there and did that. That's, I think Caden's going to go down. He wants to do it when he graduates. Is that uh, yeah? I was going to ask if that's what you want. Uh, you got to yeah. two young young boys. Yeah, and when they get they're uh, both absolutely have to go do something else before they come back to farm. Because I don't want them to feel trapped. I want them to see what's out there. You know, even you know he's not going to go to most likely not going to go to New York and be a lawyer for a year and come yeah. back and farm. <laughs> but uh, he'll he'll get to see some stuff out there, and I, I want him to see and travel. And he might find something he likes better. And if he does, great. I I hope I hope the best for him. But yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of fun though. I was glad I did that. There's there's no doubt in my mind that uh, that Caden's not going to come back and super farm. Marshall, I think maybe he might do a little bit more. Uh, I, well, I did see your snap, but I, I think he might be more of a, a, a video game designer guy. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's very smart, and intelligent. He definitely has his mom's smarts. Uh, but uh, this last couple of weeks, he's been out helping harvest and run a grain cart and driving tractor. And he's only 11 years old, so he's driving, you know, three and horse tractors hauling 70,000 pounds of grain yeah. behind him. And he's getting along really good doing it. 
and uh, I'm really proud of him. He's doing a great job. But uh, boy, since he's got driving it, and he's he's liking it. And he's, he's every every night when he gets out, hey dad, can I come out tonight? And I'm like, well, okay, well come on out, bud. I get a little nervous with him dumping the grain because I don't want him to put 500 bushels of grain on the ground, but he seems to handle it like a champ. So. You've got a shovel. He's got uh, a back. That's a lot. He's got a back. You've got a shovel. So who made you more nervous uh, driving uh, the tractor with the, the grain? Your 11-year-old son or your 28-year-old friend? Well. Me. Yeah. Probably you because you're on the road. Marshall's in the field, and I haven't let him yeah. drive it down the road yet. Taking stuff down the road bothers me because I don't want them to run off into a ditch and get hurt or run over another car and get hurt because, yeah, yeah you – the machine's as big as they are. You'll go over another car. Uh, but, uh, yeah, getting somebody run over is one of my biggest fears. And so we, we do a lot of preaching on safety and training. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, given, yes, he is only 11, people are shaking their head. Do you retard let an 11-year-old <laughs> drive? And like, right. But he, uh, he is adequately trained as far as 11-year-olds go. Yeah. Uh, he's passed all the certifications. <laughs> OSHA with, approved. Yeah. He's got a hard hat on the whole time. Yep, he's got a harness on, fall protection in case he falls <laughs> off the ladder, in case he falls off the seat because his little feet won't touch the ground. Yeah. I did yeah. see – so Brad said uh, it was a snap, wasn't it? Uh, just or a, a Facebook video. video. Yeah. yeah. And so you see this 11-year-old boy riding this – I don't know, $280,000 tractor, and he's got the air seat so maxed out that he's just... No, he just, it wouldn't just, go down far enough. Really? Yeah, that was just... I thought it was go. just just rolling. He's just, he's like, it's like having sex on a waterbed. Yeah, and it kind of bothered me because I was up next to him in the rain. Over soon. And he's looking right at me. I'm like, probably should watch where you're going. I'm like, oh, I'm taking this video, and he's, I hope he doesn't run me over. <laughs> no, he he does great. I'm I'm proud of the little fella. And Brooklyn, she started to want to drive stuff too. She's only yeah, however old she is. What do you have her do? Grain cart? Uh she so wants to start with the mower first. Might start okay. off a little. Yeah, they got to start with the mower. Mower's a rite of passage around the home place. Get yeah. the mower going. And well, so speaking of that, how how do your daughters drive? Uh, my daughters are the worst. Here's the deal. So if you've got a youngin. Say the two, three, four years old, do not get them a power wheel. Wait, I no, know it I sounds. I think that's how they get motor skills, though. I don't think so, man. Because at least, well, maybe maybe it depends on the kid. Frankie is a is too much like her dad, uh, whoever that fucker is, because because <laughs> she doesn't pay attention. So when she let off the little electric pedal in the power wheel, it stopped. Right. Retta knew that it would it would coast a little bit. So when she gets into the, I like, I'll let Retta drive the, my golf cart. I've got a three wheel Harley that I yep. restored and I'll let her drive it around the house or the, the property. A giant house just inside the house. Yeah. Just in the house. I'll let her, you know, be like, go to the beer fridge. Hello. I don't have that time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so she, and she's good. She's, she can drive it around. She knows exactly yeah. what she's, what she's doing. I won't let Frankie drive it nope. because Frankie doesn't pay attention and it's a three-wheel cart it, it tips pretty easy if you're not right not paying attention and she doesn't pay attention well i think we told the story on air I, yeah i think we did but it's worth a rehash i wasn't even there well you're right you were out on Ragbride, and shiloh and the girls were over at the house with some other friends that my wife's and we had this little go-kart thing and she said uh can i drive it and I'm like well i don't care what's your mom saying and she was like uh she's a terrible driver <laughs> like well i don't care I, I mean i'm not worried about it and she was like okay it's your car and so we started and it's got a roll cage on a little go-kart thing and so she sits down in it 
And I said, all right, here's steering wheel on the right, or steering wheel, gas on the right, brake on the left. And she looks at me and says, okay. And she hammers on the gas and never turns the steering wheel an inch. And straight underneath an evergreen tree. <laughs> and all the branches are all on her face like Clark Griswold. And, oh, little sap, little sap. And and so I, I reach over and shut it off inside the tree and drag her back out. And she's I'm like, all right, yeah. And she's got a helmet on and stuff. And I said, all right, hey, you got to turn the wheel so you don't run into stuff, okay? You remember your power wheels? Because that's what Charlotte said. I said, yeah, you got to turn left and right. Okay. And she mashes on the gas with a death grip on the steering wheel and drives about 10 yards in a perfect contour straight in the back of Frank's truck. <laughs> it wasn't the one you just got back from the body shop right from a deer? Uh, no. I I just let it hang because I wasn't real worried about it. It was okay. it was it was a good dent, but it was yeah. it was in the back where you really couldn't uh, yeah. see. But she never moved the steering wheel an inch. It's hilarious. Just hammered on the gas and smashed in the back of the truck and then and kind of like water boy and got out and like well, maybe driving's not for you. Yeah. But She's probably really good at math and reading. She's very good at math and reading. Yeah, does a great job. With but that. she just doesn't. Uh, she doesn't pay. She has my attention span. It's the same reason Shiloh won't let me get a motorcycle. Yeah. Because I don't pay attention. I, I'm looking around. I'm even driving down the road. There's I'll a lot look of around. stuff to look at in Southwest Iowa. They're really. A, it's a beautiful country, especially if you're on a bicycle, Brad. Yeah. Beautiful country on a bicycle. Yeah, the wind blowing through your hair. Yeah. Sweating. Your ass hurts. Man, does like, it hurt. Man, look at these beans. <laughs> <laughs> There's some corn. Huh? Change it up. They always do this. Uh, they always do this thing called the uh, the the crop tour. Yeah. And uh, I always thought they need to do that on bicycles because driving around in a bus really doesn't capture how the crop uh, the crops look. I think they're probably drinking on the bus. You can drink on a bike. But how do you don't you got to stop and drink? You you got cup holders. Yeah, but doesn't it? Can you drink beer out of a squirt bottle? Never tried it, but I mean, like the, ne- I'm calling your squirt bottle on the bike. Can you yeah. drink beer out of that? It's gonna be all flat and nasty and hot. Your water gets flat, and nasty, and hot. Well, it doesn't. Well, right. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, you could drink beer out of it. All I don't right. know why not. Yeah, just gotta drink it faster, right? Mm. More beer stops. Because you usually carry what two or three of those bottles on there, and your on your yeah. Your you got I got I have two area. on mine. And you just reach down and grab it. Yeah. Let's go. Maybe maybe we just bypass the beer and just go straight to like vodka or. Oh, could you imagine getting liquor drunk on a bicycle? Ugh, I don't want to do it sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've only had one person drink liquor here. Who's that? That was Wendell. Oh, that's right. Yep. Diet Coke and rum, right? Yeah. Or, uh, no, caffeine free Diet Pepsi. Yep. yep. Skinny kind of pirates, princess. kind of a princess in a whiskey. Well, he's—I don't want him. To, I don't want to see him let himself go. Mm-hmm. Well, he says he can't sleep if he doesn't drink caffeine-free. That probably makes sense. Yeah, makes probably makes. I'm uh, drinking two-liter pop a night. I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> or that night, I should say, not every night, but that night. Yeah, that was that was quite a bit. Do you ever have trouble falling asleep? Oh, absolutely. Last night. Really? Last night, so I've been drinking, I try not to drink so much pop because that reason, it keeps me up, and uh, my wife bought a bunch of Crystal Light, and I like it because it's got a little bit of carbonation to it, and it's, yeah. it's got a little pizzazz when you're in the machine, because I, we, I was in there for shit 15 hours yesterday, and uh, but it must, it's sugar-free, but it must have still had caffeine, and I got home and uh, about 11 o'clock, and I had to go outside about one to shut the dryer off, the grain dryer was out there running, so I went out and shut it off. And I laid there wide awake, 
and I'm sitting there like three inches from my wife's face. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And uh, as you, as most of you are thinking, she's it was not uh, a mood setter, if you will. And I don't know so, why not. and so she acted like she was adjusting a blanket, but it was actually a, a right hook to the chin. <laughs> and so I was like, "Well, fine, I'll just turn on the TV." And then I rolled over and ate three melatonin gummies. And then I had a really hard time waking up at seven this morning. That was the next thing I remember. <laughs> well, those three kids, gummies. Well, yeah, because we keep the kids like the two and a halves, and I like the tens. But so yeah, I ate thirty milligrams of melatonin at <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. So yeah, seven o'clock came around pretty quick after that. Yeah. See, I'm the exact opposite. I hit the my head hits the pillow when I'm out. Every night. Every night. Even if you drink pop or coffee or something. Uh, I well, I'll try not to drink a pop after. Because at our like age, six. you can't do that. After six, I probably don't need any caffeine. If I drink pop for lunch. But if I go to the show downtown and I have, a, you know, Mr. Pib extra, yep. I'll, uh, I don't have any problem. Huh. Normally, I just, I'm, I, and, and Frankie, again, she can't drive and she falls asleep really easily. Oh, so it's just your daughter. Yeah. All right. No blood test needed. No, I still want one, just to be sure. But just to be safe, <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think the the should we should we wrap her up, or you got more more to share? You know, I think we've we've touched on a little bit of our lives and our childhood yeah. and our past. That I don't want to blow the whole thing on every. On no, the, I, oh. I I kind of wanted to prove that we could do this without anybody else. I was a little nervous, honestly. Uh, yeah. I was just you and me just sitting here looking at each other. Like, the hey, whole time? Nice pants. Yeah. Where's I, your, I did where's your shirt? Frank's hair. Frank's hair looks awful <laughs> nice. It's feathered really nice tonight. Thank you. Thank you. I went for the fair faucet. Yeah. It looks delightful. Yeah. But no, I, I'm satisfied with that, Frank. I, I thought we put some quality content out there tonight. Uh, I hope people got to know the real Frank and Brad a little bit. Uh, a little bit. I, I we, we might have to do this again, and we'll have a few more beers and really make it happen. Yeah. So I think, and I don't want to speak out of turn here, Brad, so I'll do that just in case. But you're, like you said, you 15 hours in the tractor yesterday. Luckily, for me, luckily, we had a rain day today. So you couldn't uh, go out in the field. So I, I think, do we call it a, a harvest hiatus? And we'll just uh, kind of put pause on one more and we all go until harvest comes out. And I'm, then I'm afraid so. I think, you know, we might record a little bit of stuff here through the fall if we if we can find a hot guest or a hot minute. But uh, yeah. it's, we're not going to be very dependable. So I think that's going to be a great call. So we'll, we'll call it a season. We'll do this. Uh, I don't, I don't want to call it a season. We'll do it a mid-season wrap up. Okay. You know how they have, like on TV, they, they do a mid-season. Season, and then they come back in the f- like a teaser like a, yeah they'll do winter and then they'll take like a break and then come back in the spring do some shows take a season break at the at the summer so next week we'll just put a commercial out yeah or we could just do a 30 minute commercial that's like hey next week tune in for and it'll just be 28 minutes of <laughs> <laughs> well we did talk about some businesses today that uh, the the Incense, uh, yard incense thing. I think yeah. maybe we should probably send them a bill. Yes. Uh, uh, Lush Entertainment will be yeah, sending we'll him send, a bill. Yep. Let's see, Tree Service. Get those guys. Yep. Yep. The, uh, Ford whatever. Farms, I'll be sending Jess a bill. Yeah, whatever Whatever bridge crew that... Uh, Kramer Associates. Is that Kramer? Okay. Yep, Kramer I wondered, Associates. I always wondered about that. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think we'll do a, a mid-season hiatus, but well, I do need to apologize to our... Uh, I'm going to bring this up because we've got uh, listeners in Italy, France, 
Australia, Latvia, India, Belgium, and uh, in the U.S. Should we get a translator on here? No, I, I think I think we jokingly were talking about this with my wife, and she said that uh, those foreign countries are learning English English from us. You know, English. Sorry. Something we could do to make it a little bit more PC is what if we had a sign language translator in the corner? So we do need to. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you've been doing with your hands this whole just, time? Just signing the show as we go. <laughs> the whole time, Brad. I thought he had a tick. It was weird. Uh, we do need to. I need to figure out TikTok because we have a TikTok account. Right. And I've never, I've never talked or ticked. What is it? Talk ticked. I've never, I've never TikToked. Uh, so I do have plans to eventually get some cameras in here that. Uh, oh, for the live just, studio audience. Yeah, just for my OnlyFans. I do a lot of feet pics. So there's a fortune <laughs> in feet pics. <laughs> there is. You're. Are you attracted to feet? Let's get. Let's get heavy for a second. Uh, I love my wife's feet. I, I mean, I'll say that, but I'm not. I'm not looking up feet pics, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I find my wife's like feet kind of amazing. Like, and it's like the most common fetish in the world is feet. But it's also got to be like the weirdest. Like what has to happen in your life for you to be into feet? Uh, that's Jeffrey Dahmer type stuff. I don't know. Super, super weird Jeffrey Dahmer which, stuff. Which is what I was watching at 2.30 in the morning last night. <laughs> but, you, oh, you watched that on Netflix? Yeah, with the gal off of Super Troopers. Yeah. Uh, not Super Troopers. Uh, Reno 911. Reno, yeah, she was yeah. on there. The the gal with the hair. Uh, the Clementine? The blonde, the blonde lady? Nope. So, Nissy. The black gal. Yes. Okay. Did yeah. you know that? Did you see the thing where like the police in uh, Ohio somewhere found a 14 year old boy running through the streets naked with like bleeding? And they asked him where he came from and they returned him to the house and it was Jeffrey Dahmer's house? Yes. That's fucking weird. There, there was twice that happened. Jeez, he, he had to think, I'm the luckiest son of a bitch ever. Nom, 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 nom. There was one kid that it was a little Asian boy that he had drilled a hole in his head and poured bleach in it mm. from his apartment building. Jeez. And uh, I didn't learn this on the I learned this on the podcast about him, but he drilled a hole in the kid's brain, poured bleach in it, and the kid, he was trying to make love zombies so he could keep them dead and alive at the same time. Ugh. So they were brain dead, but they were still warm. Gross. Yeah, they got heavy there for a second. But anyway, he the kid got out, and uh, Dahmer saw the cops talking to him downstairs. Like, oh, this is my lover. We're just having a fight. And like, well, you better get him away. He's drunk up. He's like, oh, I'll take care of him. Went upstairs, cut him up, put him in a barrel. Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah, insane. But it happened twice. The, the, the cops brought victims back to him. That is absolutely nuts. Yeah. That is gross. So let's talk about feet. So. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Good. <laughs> 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 no, so I have this weird thing where if my wife's got her feet up, on, you know, sitting in the chair, I'll walk by and I'll squeeze her feet. Yep. Just you know, just kind of a my love language is physical touch. So, uh, yeah. So I, I just squeeze her feet or something, and then I sit down and I'm like, "Fuck, does she think I have a foot fetish? Is that why she's always wearing socks?" Yeah. 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 It must be. I don't. I want to say that right now. I don't want to protest too much because then people think I do, but... Yeah, if you make too big a deal, like he's obviously got a foot fetish. Obviously, this guy is in defeat, but... Yeah, 
I yeah, I, I like my wife. I'll I'll rub them and stuff. I'm not I'm not making love to them. Yeah, I'm uh, I do like I like. Oh, I'll rub some lotion on them every now and then for. Her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's about as far as it goes. You know, like, I don't, hey, I don't, can I get a can I get an FJ? Yeah, I don't I don't snap pictures of them while she's sleeping or anything. <laughs> Let's put that on record. That's, yeah. She's like, I keep kicking the covers off me in the middle of the night. I don't know yeah. what the deal is. Me either. Don't look through look my phone. My feet all oiled yeah. up. And how come your phone quit sharing pictures to the family? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that family album that just loads up in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, we'll end on the foot fetish stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're going to end on a high note. So if if you uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts, uh, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to that because then when we post a new one, it will alert you. Uh, also, I think Spotify does the same thing. We do have a, a Facebook page. You just search one more, and we all go on Facebook like that, and uh, we'll also keep you updated on there. I do I do need to do a better job about managing that. I was going to say something. It was, yeah. I, the, <laughs> no, I just saw your post. Like, we need to fire our promotional director, which yeah, that, is you. The, <laughs> the, the firefighter episode, I edited it, uh, edited it, and, uh, and then I totally forgot to posted on the the facebook page because i think that's where a lot of the traffic comes from he, he actually called me so i thought you guys were mad at me and then i finally found it yeah great material i loved it mm. it was good i learned a lot about john he was yeah he's a great guest that was a good, uh, good talk so so yeah so follow us uh, apple podcast spotify i think we're on uh, amazon i haven't yelled at my alexa to play it yet um and then the the Facebook, and then look for a TikTok. Maybe I'll try to go out with you in the the field, and we'll do a couple. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Hey, what is what is uh, what does McCready say? Hey, TikTok farmers. Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do a bunch of those and rip that off from him. Well, I think he tagged us in a TikTok. He did, and so we should be able to link. I don't know, link yeah. into his jive talk. Yeah. Yeah, if we tag him, then his people will be able to see us, and maybe we'll steal yeah. some some from him as well, and then try to do it that way. He we'll, puts a little bit more skin on his account than I'm willing to put on ours. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. That's what he does. That's how he gets his views. We're going to keep ours a little bit more wholesome. Right, right. And then because like when I look at TikTok, I I just see him, and then for some reason a bunch of feet. I don't know what that's about. So we'll. Uh, figure out why I keep seeing feet on my TikTok. It's not like I'm searching them up. Bunch of low-cut socks. <laughs> oh, show me that ankle, you slut. <laughs> you know what's right you below that. You slut. <laughs> <laughs> it's one more we all go. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.